when I overly prep, it goes well. If I prepped a little less, would it still go as well? Yes. Okay, where is the line of it doesn't go so well? If you have high expectations of how others should treat you, you'll leave or or uh, not spend time with people that treat you like crap. If you expect others to treat you better than you're willing to treat them, that's a dangerous game. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Let's do I have it. O- I have always been told expectations lead to disappointment. Is that always true? Oh, wow. That's a powerful question. No, I would say the person that the person slash people slash content slash books that you got that from were probably pretty pessimistic. I would say, again, to that speech, the first time I ever gave a speech, I thought I was going to get laughed off the stage. And I ended up, I got like really, really good reviews from everybody. Maybe they were just being nice to me. I don't know. But I get a lot of really, really good reviews. And I think that in the beginning, yeah, that might happen. But as you as you get going and you understand, okay, my normal, like my home, my default is to assume things are going to go way worse than they are, then you'll start to understand that. I, I have this moment right now, I'll be very honest. So tomorrow, Alan and I, we got the reason we're in Toronto is we're going to see Evan Carmichael. And we're going to interview Evan Carmichael. We're going to do four interviews for his YouTube channel. And Evan Carmichael has a studio in Toronto Dance Salsa, which is a company that he owns. And there's going to be multiple cameras. There's going to be people filming, multiple microphones, lights. And I have not done an interview of interviewing somebody else other than Alan in, what, a year? I, my natural default tendency is to say, this is going to go horribly wrong. But I look at the most relevant proof that I have. The most relevant proof that I have is I'm a pretty a pretty darn good interviewer. So you just have to understand if you're looking at it logically or you're thinking about it emotionally. And I think a lot of people are thinking about it emotionally, and that's probably why they're giving you that advice. Well said. Well said. Uh, I think everyone – I'm looking at the camera, not, not the screen. Okay. Brandon, I think uh, – whoever asked that question, rather. I think that – Every one of us is either overly optimistic or overly pessimistic about everything. And again, that goes to the point I made of like, no one's fully accurate. Like if, if before I said 2.7 million people in Toronto, like if you were to randomly guess the chances of you getting 2.7 million, very, very slim, but you could get closer than most. So every time you go into anything, and the original question was this, having expectations leaves you disappointed. Having no expectations of self, having no expectations of others, having no expectations of the world, having no expectations of what's possible for you, that will actually leave you disappointed as well. So I would rather be optimistic and go and try and fail than never have tried at all. So yes, if you do have an optimistic view of yourself and of the world and of what's possible, you're going to be constantly disappointed. But... In the long run, you're far better off than if you never tried at all. 
and the the stats that I read on this, and don't quote me on this because I, I don't remember the exact stats, but it's something along the lines of this. Optimists are, or I'm sorry, pessimists are four times more accurate at predicting outcomes. Optimists end up far more successful though because they try more, fail forward more, and keep going and they get they get more feedback. So if you presuppose the speech is going to go horribly wrong and then don't go speak because of that, and I think it's going to go great, even though I get humble pie and it doesn't go as well as I thought, at least I got on stage. So I'm going to get feedback and skills that you don't get. And so, yes, you will be disappointed if you have an optimistic view of the world. Yes, if you think everyone's going to treat you kindly, trust me, you're wrong. A lot of people will hurt you. But if you never trust anyone, what kind of world is that, right? So it's really important to try to think as accurately as you can. And then more importantly, to Kevin's point, is figure out if you're naturally optimistic or naturally pessimistic. Everyone is one or the other. And we're all trying to get a little closer to center. Very well said. Very well said. You, help, you helped me have a breakthrough. I think it goes, one of my favorite things I say is you get the res, you always get the results. You either get them along the way or you get them all at once. I think disappointment is the same way. If you don't try something you're going to end up disappointed eventually. So even if it's, I could have been a podcaster, I really should have done that podcasting thing, but I never tried. I can't tell you how many times Alan and I have been disappointed in this journey, how many times this week. But to Alan's point, at least we know. At least we know coming to Toronto and doing this was all worth it. And I think that to Alan's point, that's that's really an impactful thing. And I'm going to give you the mic. That way you can start the next question. Thank you, brother. Brandon, next question, brother. So to that point, how can we easily adjust our expectations once we realize they're not realistic? Oh, I don't know if easily is the right word there. Uh, Similar to what happened to me earlier with fitness, I had to sit with the fact that, okay, not only am I not as in shape as I used to be, but am I going to be able to get back to where I used to be because now I'm 34 And there's a lot of doubt that can creep in. And so I don't think there's an easy way to get around this expectations being off. I think that hard feedback is hard feedback. And I think that what you can try to do is be as honest with yourself along the way. So the feedback is in smaller chunks rather than all at once. And I've been using fitness a lot, but let me give you this, this analogy. So I did three fitness competitions in my life. The first one I thought I'd win, I got fifth. The second one I thought I'd lose and I got first. The third one I thought I'd win, I got fourth. And so there's a pattern there for me. It's an optimistic bias. When I thought I was gonna win, I didn't prepare as hard and I lost. When I thought I was gonna lose, I prepared extra hard and I ended up winning. So... But here's my point. All of those were really challenging, particularly the losses, obviously. But when I did win the show, it was a lot harder of a prep because I thought I was going to lose the whole time. So there was anxiety there. I don't think there's a way to avoid negative feedback if you want to be successful, particularly at high levels. But I do think that you can put it in doses that are manageable along the way rather than getting laughed off the stage. Uh, And again, that's an analogy and metaphor for life. B, what was the question again? I was looking out the window, honestly. <laughs> um, it was kind of based off the last, what you guys were just talking about, um, setting the expectations either too high or too low. And the question was, how can we easily adjust our expectations once we realize they're not realistic? 
Yeah, I would say fill, and I don't know if this is going to land, but I'll try to make it land. Fill in the void of the results. So if you, I am always the type of person that over preps for something. Then I said, oh, don't need to over prep. I crushed my speech. I'm not going to prep at all. Okay, that wasn't right. I got bad feedback. So it really is the drive to five of what is the right amount that you should be doing based on the way that you're wired. It's Alan's point. I don't think it's it's easily. I mean, maybe it's simple, but simple isn't always easy. You take the result, you figure out, okay, I put in a level five, I got a level one. All right. So if I want to get a level five, I have to put in a level 25. All right. Then when you start to understand, now I'm getting way more out of less effort, then you can adjust that way. But I don't think it's easy. I think it's more along the lines of self-awareness. When I overly prep, it goes well. If I prepped a little less, would it still go as well? Yes. Okay. Where is the line of it doesn't go so well? I found it. And then I never did. I never showed up with five flashcards again. So yeah, I think that's what it is. You take the result and then you fill in the void. Like what was the amount of effort to the amount of result? Was it positive or negative? Then you can kind of play with the numbers, I would say. If that makes sense. Where do you two think most of our expectations generate from? That's a great question. Ooh, man. I would say for a lot of people, I think it's the the influences that they had as children. If you had somebody who was very, very, very positive, I've said this many times. Imagine there's two people. One person is raised by a family that says, you're amazing. You can do anything. The sky is the limit. You're going to be very successful. You're beautiful. You're talented. You're worthy. You're intelligent. You can quite literally do anything versus the polar opposite. I'm willing to bet that those two lives are going to look completely different. So I would say for most people, it's the reference group of how you were raised because if, and it's this weird self-fulfilling prophecy, if you have the expectation that everything happens for a reason. You'll find a way to believe that. If you have the expectation that nothing is ever going to work out, you will find the way to not only believe that, but to make that happen and make that right. So I would say it probably comes from childhood influences. So uh, to Kevin's point, I think this is a nature and nurture conversation. So for those of you who don't know, nature means your genetics and nurture means your environment growing up, the way in which you were parented. And I think it's both. I think you know, obviously genetics play a factor and, and I'll give you a quick story about that. So my father passed away in a car accident when I was two years old, he was 28. And in my teens, my, I had never met my dad other than when I was two. And my mom would turn to me and say, your dad said things just like that. Your dad acted just like that. Like the way you said that was just in a mannerism, just like him. So obviously a lot of that is nature. A lot of that is genetic. A lot of that is predisposition. Uh, or, or destiny or, or genetics or whatever you want to call it. When it comes to the, where do our ex expectations come from? I think they come from two things. I think they come from nature and nurture. Let me give you an example of each. I was told when I was young that I was really good at math. So then I did more math and then got really good at math. I've talked about this before. Is that nature or nurture? I could have been naturally good at math from a genetic brain perspective. And it was reinforced in my nurture. 
my mom went to my seventh grade teacher and said, is this gift going to stick? And he said, what are you even doing here? Yes, absolutely. You know, he's brilliant in math. And so I think that our expectations of self, expectations of others and expectations of the world get really strong in our childhood. I think we believe what we're told when we're kids. Some people get told they're amazing and they believe it. And then they go try to reaffirm that for the rest of their lives. Some people get told they're worthless and none of this is necessarily they're told they're worthless, but they're treated poorly. Hello, my name is Eddie Pinero. I'm the founder of Your World Within. And I wanted to take a second and just express how valuable working with Alan has been. Uh, His ability to help me create clarity and, and maintain focus on my big picture goals has been huge. You know, he's been a huge asset with the roadmap as well. The day-to-day things, the little things that we sometimes overlook. I think anyone looking to, you know, grow themselves, grow uh, a business or or both, you know, would truly benefit from having Alan as an ally along the way. Uh, again, great mind, but more importantly, solid dude. And so I'll use myself as an example. I think that when I was treated poorly, I had low expectations of how others are supposed to treat me, but yet I think I hold myself to a very high standard the way I treat others. But I know there were times in my life when I didn't because I was treated poorly. And so where do expectations come from? They come from your environment. They come from your genetics. And really, at the end of the day, an expectation is a belief system about yourself, about the world, or about other people. And you have to constantly be reassessing that and try to see things more and more and more and more accurately. Otherwise, you'll live in a very distorted reality. Uh, and I wish I had a good example of a distorted reality for somebody. Um, have you ever met someone who is actually amazing, but they feel terrible about themselves and they keep putting themselves down and they don't think they're worth anything? And uh, if you've ever met someone like that, they're just very inaccurate in their thinking. I remember I sat down with one of my clients who's beautiful and I said, can you please name three things that you like about your physical attractiveness? And she couldn't name a single one. And then I asked her, "Are there? can you name three things you don't like about your physical appearance? And she was just rattling them off. And so she's distorted her reality to, to looking at only the negative. And I know why. She grew up in an environment where everyone was very critical. Oh, you, oh, you, you were hat backwards and you, you don't look good here and you don't look good there. And oh, those earrings don't fit and whatever. Or those earrings don't match or whatever it is. So I think that it's, it's really childhood. But it's still happening. Even as adults, it's happening. That's why we talk about unlearning as much as learning. Cool. Is it is it a bad idea to have like high expectations for other people? Oh my goodness. Uh, I think that having inaccurate expectations is dangerous in general. I remember when I was young, my mom told me this. She said, Alan, if you expect other people to treat you as well as you treat them, you're in for a lot of disappointment. And she was right about that, honestly, in hindsight. But she wasn't always right because I have some people in my life who treat me even better than I treat them probably. And (laughs) we're competing. Who can treat each other better? But and luckily, I I trusted that, that was out there. Luckily, I, and I'm talking about Emilia right now. So Emilia treats me better than I treat her, I think. I try to treat her as well as she treats me. I try to treat her even better. There's the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I actually never agreed with that. I always said treat others better 
than they would treat you. Um, and that has caused me a lot of pain and suffering in certain relationships, but it did also lead me to the love of my life. So yes, it's dangerous and yes, it's going to cause pain, but that goes back to the optimism thing. You can spend your whole life, all of us, you, you can spend your whole life expecting people to treat you really well and getting disappointed, or you can expect people to treat you poorly. And then everything's like, oh, wow, you did hold the door for me. Thank you so much. So it's a choice. And I think that just make sure you're making the choice consciously. There's pros and cons to each. I've had pessimistic phases in my life when I was in my early 20s, this, that, and the other thing. And then I've had optimistic phases in my life where I was so fluffy, feel good. And I now think I'm closer and closer and closer to the truth, and but not as close as I'm going to be. Great answer. I'm, I feel like I can't lean back, so I'm sitting up here like I'm the, a hunchback. I think it's it's very hard because ideally you want somebody to exceed or you want somebody, something, some experience, some result to exceed your expectations. I would say this. Do not hold people to a higher standard than you hold yourself because if you do – you kind of don't have, and again, that's a fine line, but you kind of don't have ground to stand on. If I am somebody who is super impatient and I'm late and I swear a lot and I eat like garbage, I can't be mad at Alan for doing all those things. I shouldn't be mad at Alan for doing all those things. I guess I could be, but that makes me, what's the word when you're uh, a hypocrite? Yeah, see, you always know what I'm thinking. It, it makes me a hypocrite, and if I'm a hypocrite, that's it's not fair. That's not fair. So I think it's good to have high expectations of yourself. And then at least if you have high expectations of you and the way you treat yourself, then you can measure everybody around you. But it's very hard to hold somebody up to a high standard if you're not living it yourself. That's what I would say. You want to say something else real quick? Okay. Thanks. I would say it it is important to – hold other people. Uh, let me phrase this properly. If you have no expectations of how others will treat you, you'll constantly get treated like crap. If you have high expectations of how others should treat you, you'll leave or or uh, not spend time with people that treat you like crap. And so I think it's important. But to Kevin's point, if you expect others to treat you better than you're willing to treat them, that's a dangerous game. And I want to also share this as well. In relationship talks coaching, Emilia and I find this often where one partner does treat the other partner better than the other person does. But I want to make it clear that treating someone better is a skill. It's a capability. Some people don't have as much to give, meaning they haven't grown as much. So I'm 34 years old. The 34-year-old version of Alan is far more capable of treating Emilia amazingly compared to the 24-year-old Alan. It's not even close, right? And so we have to understand that, yeah, you can want to treat others well or vice versa, but it's an actual skill that you have to develop. Some people treat me like crap, but they don't know how to do anything else. They just are very immature and childish and not grown up. And I think that that's really important to understand as well. So when it comes to your expectations of others, try to be as accurate as you can. You're not expecting a seven-year-old to never be be mean to you. (laughs) <laughs> right? But a 70-year-old probably should, right? So it's, it's again, it all comes down to thinking as accurately as you can. Last one, B, quick. We're going to hammer it. Since I'm here in the flesh with Alan, we're going to be able to make it a lightning round. 
right. Uh, is having expectations good for some goals and not for others? I think having expectations is always good because if you don't have expectations, there's really no point in doing anything. That's what I would say. Light, lightning round. <laughs> lightning round. <laughs> expectations are always there, whether you're aware of them or not. There, it is impossible to not have expectations. Buddhist monks uh, teach not to have expectations of yourself or of the world because you'll be at peace. But I think that for it's just very impractical. Do you expect that you'll be in shape? Do you expect that you'll go to the gym tomorrow? Do you expect that we're going to show up with Evan Carmichael tomorrow? Does Evan expect us to be there? Does Evan expect us to be there on time? It gets very dangerous in a high-functioning society when you have no expectations. So they are expectations are necessary. They are useful. They just get really negative when they're very inaccurate and when there's not humility to reassess. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Last thing before we go. The reason that we are in Toronto is because Evan Carmichael thought to himself, who can I bring up here that will interview me at a very high level? That is his expectation. His expectations of us are very, very high. That's the only reason we're here. So I think that's another important thing is, yes, that's a level of pressure. Yes, it wouldn't be like that if we just met the person, but that's the reason we're here. He has very high expectations of what we're going to do, and it is our goal to make sure that we hit those expectations. Last thing, I promise, dollar in the jar. If you don't, if you don't have expectations, you might not have any responsibility. I think expectations and responsibility go hand in hand because if your expectations are off, Oftentimes, it could be your responsibility to try something new, to learn something new, to do something less, to do something more, whatever it may be. Next level nation, we have hit our goal. We did it. We, have we hit, have we hit our goal at Next Level Hope Foundation? Oh yeah. yeah we have we hit exceeded. our we exceeded our goal at Next Level Hope Foundation. Thank you so very much. I didn't say much to everybody who donated. If you are local to the Worcester, Massachusetts area, and you are a single parent of however many children, we would love for you to join us. We're at the Greendale, Worcester, YMCA. We rented it all out. We're going to have games. We're going to have food. We're going to have gifts for the children. It's going to be wonderful. What's the date? December 18th. 18th. Please join us. It's totally free. It's going to be awesome. We'll have pictures. You'll hear me sing. We'll be dancing. We'll be playing basketball. You'll see me dunk on Alan. You don't want to miss that. (laughs) Uh, The the landing page. Did you say the landing page was in the... Okay, the landing page is in the comments and or the show notes. Uh, also, if you want to kickstart 2023 off right, so I know it's coming up on December here. We're at the tail end of November. Holidays are coming up. Next of the Hope Foundation holiday event. Correct. It's coming up. If you want 2023 to be a new year and a new you, we have something for you. So group 10 of group coaching. At this point, this is our 10th group. We've really got a well-polished product here at this point. Again, it's you and nine other next level people looking to get to the next level. And we have an assistant coach, Kevin and myself, bi-weekly coaching. We've got a workbook, private WhatsApp group. It's actually fantastic. Join uh, or check out the link in the show notes and or the link in the comments below. At the very least, if you want 2023 to be different, this is the Mario Kart booster that really can get your year started off right. And uh, what better time to start than January 3rd? It starts on January 3rd. So obviously January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd, you're going to kickstart your whole year and then make 2023 
the year where you really do achieve your goals um, and don't fall off your New Year's resolutions. This is going to be a hard part here. Next level nation. As always, we love you. Appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. <laughs> see, you ne- see you next week, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.